Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast, and day one of the President's Cup is officially over, and it went exactly as I expected if this is a bizarro world where everything is opposite. Uh, the international team captures four points, and we have assembled the squad uh Mostly because Mark Immelman wants us to eat crow for our season pan <laughs> takes earlier in the week. So let's start with Mark. Mark, welcome. Uh, this could not have gone any better for Ernie. Would you say so? Well, look, I mean, everyone's going to talk about how the team played. And I was watching social media a bit while we were on the air. And and Royal Melbourne got the, the deserved praise that it should. But 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 I'm going to say the MVP is Ernie Else. I mean, the the since... His captaincy was announced. He started to talk to his players. He got preparing. He obviously, with his data and analytics, went to the 15th club, the guys that advised Thomas Bjorn to to the success at the Ryder Cup last year. And and he stuck with his plan. And, and you know, we did the previous pod where we talked about potential pairings, and every decision he made was completely blew my mind. But stuff worked out, and he's sticking with the plan. And 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 the main thing for me is. He's got these youngsters to buy in. He's talked about opportunity, and this was their chance. And and from the reports inside the camp, he's basically defined the strategy to play this golf course as well. Let's not forget he shot 60 around this golf course uh, in many years past. And so, I mean, these seven rookies, they played like big boys today. And 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 a lot of it is thanks to Captain Ernie else. So I think he's the MVP. But these young stars, they, they jumped up and grabbed the ball like he wanted them to. Yeah, really, really unbelievable stuff. So I'm getting my apology already, but let's bring in Kyle Porter, who, I mean, we were kind of chatting just just off air. Like, we, we like a lot of these guys on the international team from a personality standpoint. I did not see uh, a four-to-one result coming out of Australia here this evening, but what are your initial first reactions to what you just saw? Well, I'll have my my attorneys will have a prepared statement <laughs> for later for later on for me to read uh, out loud on the air for for uh, for for Mark. But uh, now look, like the let's let's be real here. Like the President's Cup has not been. I mean, think back to Liberty National. It was not ex- that, that tournament was never exciting. I mean, it, it, you know, you, JT and and Ricky and whatever, but it just wasn't. Um, there there wasn't a lot going on there, so. For, for this event to have a little juice like it got on whatever this is, Wednesday night, Thursday in Australia, wherever, wherever you're listening to this, I think it's awesome. I mean, I just, I think it is, I think it's so good, not just for, um, for the event itself, but for everybody watching, for the international team that's just gotten pounded for the last 14 years. I mean, this is their first lead after, after a, a or after a day since 2005. I was 14 uh, years. I was almost in high school at that time. <laughs> I mean, that's that's unbelievable. And, and and to do it the way they did it, it's not like look, it's not like they lucked into it. They didn't. They trailed two holes over the last four matches. 
I mean, I, I know Tiger and JT kind of kind of blew Leishman and, and Neiman out of the water, but the last four matches, they only trailed two holes the entire last four matches. So I was impressed. I think the entire thing got a lot more interesting. I thought the Americans looked flat, yeah. and uh, Royal Melbourne was awesome. I, I loved it. I, I thought the entire night was a lot of fun. Yeah, that that was my big takeaway. I thought the U.S. side looked very much low energy. Um, but but before that, I mean, I I'm very much on the record for shredding Ernie and what I thought he was making a huge <laughs> mistake with these pairings because what he essentially did is he he paired uh each one of these rookies with a more experienced player. I looked at it. Uh, Mark as kind of a way that is like he was going all in on being conservative, which, you know, I, I thought he was going to pair a couple of the big boys together, maybe pair a couple of rookies together. Uh, but he went one and one. And uh, on paper, I thought this was very, very stupid. But I that is why they don't play these matches on paper, Mark, huh? Well, absolutely. But but if if you look deeper into it and during our show, I had some time to do so. Going back to the analytics, and he just kept on saying, we're going to stick to the system, and he'll share that system with us on Sunday night. They've kept it so close to the vest that even my brother Trevor didn't share the stuff with me. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it inside the camp, and everyone's in there. And as I look through the stuff, like Sung J.M. and Adam Hadwin, their styles of game in terms of their strength, they complemented each other. Very much the same thing with Ben Arn and Adam Scott. C.T. Pan, Hideki Matsuyama, you've got a guy who's, who's a grinder and prolific around the greens, and Hideki who strikes, strikes the irons well. And Louis is just a flusher, and Abraham Ants is kind of grindy and such. So they really matched up well in terms of birdie production, in terms of how the games play, and, and how they complement each other with communication like we talked about in the four-ball thing. Now, I'm really keen to see how this transpires when we get to uh, alternate shot and foursomes right now. But but Captain Else hadn't put a foot wrong, and again, and again we were we were um, sort of prognosticating as to what the the combinations may be. I didn't see any any one of these. Maybe Arn and Scott, maybe Louie and Abraham, but the rest I didn't, and they worked out just dandy. Yeah, sure, sure did. Now, before, we're, we're going to go through each one of these matches and kind of spend a few minutes on them. But before we do that, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the course itself. Royal Melbourne, to me, I, I kind of had an idea of what we were going to see. And then I was just kind of blown away um, with how strategic this course is, Kyle. And, you know, like I think I, the purest form of golf is when good shots are rewarded and bad shots are punished. And I mm. feel like that's exactly what we're seeing here. It's playing difficult and it's playing fair. What are what is your outlook on after, you know, five matches at Royal Melbourne? Well, the the course was was awesome. And yeah. you know, to me a, a mark uh, uh, one of another I agree with you about like a marker of a good course, but I think another marker of a good course is uh, you know, you just, you don't, I don't know, we get into this US Open stuff and you're just hacking out and it's like, if you hit a wayward shot, you should, you should be able to play it, but it should be really difficult. You should have to hit an unbelievable shot to get it back into, into position, right? And we saw that mm. with JT and Tiger on the second hole. We saw it with Tiger a lot. Tiger's the best out of jail player. It, it, like, <laughs> uh, he, he's better out of jail than like most pros are just from the middle of the fairway. It's unbelievable some of the shots that he was hitting. And, uh, I loved it. I, it was, it was so good. I mean, just even like simple thing. I, I thought, um, I think David Faraday said it. He said it, it, you know, some of these, these greens, they're easily reachable, but they're not easily hittable. And I thought yeah. that was a really good way to put it. 
And I love the ground game, you know, just having to bump and run it. It's just a, look, it's just a more interesting style of golf. And it's something that the Americans don't play a ton. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's great for the event, but I also wish we got to see it more throughout the year. And yeah, that, if I mark something, Rick, sorry, um, you know, I, I'm going to sound like Gary Player, some yeah, <laughs> age. <laughs> Professing, forgive me, uh, uh, he's been professing that water is our most precious resource in golf courses, especially in the U.S. with the green and the fertilizing and stuff, for chewing up too much water. You look at this place here, yeah, they water the, the uh, operative areas, and then you've got brown, burnt-out ground on either side. And when that golf ball got in those areas, man, you never know what uh, is, is likely. You could play from there, and we saw a number of good shots of hard pans and of packed sand and stuff. But, but just the contrast in the colors and, and, and the bunkers cut into the edge of the green and just less grass, I think is just so good for the environment. And, and I wish more courses would, would, would take on this mantra because people would have more fun playing the game. Yeah, I, I love it. So look, looking forward to the next couple of days, uh, watching this course in action again, but let's, let's jump into these matchups here. So first, uh, first match out, Joaquin Neiman and Mark Leishman go up against Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. Uh, never really, um, in doubt here for the American squads. The only point they end up getting, Tiger and JT win this one four and three. And I think there's a lot of different, like, as I was watching this match, I'm like, there, there's so many layers to this. So, Mark, let's stay with you here for a second, because the one thing that I noticed right out of the gate was Neiman looked, uh, and no knock against him, he looked like a rookie. Um, he had, a, he had some loose shots. We saw him hit a couple of, of really nice ones later in the round as he kind of got his, his feet underneath him. But I think this kind of goes into, you know, uh, Captain, Captain L's strategy about getting Mark Leishman, who, who could be more solid to kind of bring along a rookie. But like, what was your initial reaction from this match in general? And also Neiman, who we all love, uh, getting a little loose there at times. Well, we had this match on PGA Tour live coverage, so we saw it from shot one through the end of the match. And and you're right about your assessment with Jaco. He, he looked nervous starting, hit like a low hook off the first tee with a fairway medal. Uh, yeah. Leishman didn't have his very best either, but they sort of ham and egged at some. But in a situation like that, when you're a rookie, the nerves are running rampant. There's adrenaline all over the show. And then... You're playing against Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. I mean, this <laughs> is just point. down on you. And so, so it, it was a big stage for Jaco Neiman. But going forward, man, I call that the learning zone. And he just got a case study in, in <laughs> how to manage emotion, how to play the golf course. And this is an already talented kid who's now seen how arguably the greatest of all time goes about doing his craft because Tiger was a virtuoso today. Six birdies. The swing was fluid. The iron control was immense. His bunker play was spectacular. He made crucial putts, and, and he carried um, JT around the place. I mean, proof of the back fusion, well, and the knee. Well, he's carried Justin Thomas the entire day, so he's doing just fine. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was all Tiger today, and, and I think it, it was a good deal for Neiman. My concern for the internationals is Leishman didn't look very good. Yeah. He sort of battled the game some here recently, so... That is one of the veterans of the team. Hopefully they can fix that up for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, real quickly on that, because Leishman at time, he just looked very uncomfortable. I mean, I know he backed off a bunch of shots. It looked like we, he, he had an issue with one of his, one of his driving irons that led to a shot that he was not committed to hitting in like the sixth or the seventh hole. He just seemed like a little uncomfortable to me, which is rare when you talk about Mark Leishman. 
It is, but you know, it's about start lines when you spin the ball and Leishman hits sort of a lazy sliding low fade and a number of the holes today with that southwesterly were crosswind with a wind out of the left. So when you're uncomfortable and you're not on top of the swing and then you got um, some wind aggravating the side spin, that's not a fun spot to be, you know, especially when you've got some fast conditions underfoot where you, you just slightly wider the mark and the ball hits the turf and scampers away from one. So, the conditions sort of perpetuated the problem, but he's got some range time to just tighten things up because the golf swing just wasn't there, in my opinion. Yeah. I didn't even think about uh, Joaquin Neiman, who is 21 years old, playing in his first President's Cup, going out in the first match. And if that wasn't bad enough, Kyle, you have to stare down Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas on the other side. Yeah, that's that's a tough scene for Neiman. Uh, you know, the, my, here's my deal with Tiger. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he views courses like this. I think Tiger's a genius when it comes to thinking his way around in golf. And a lot of his wins have come at, you know, courses that are not super nuanced like, like Royal Melbourne is. And I think that it just seemed to bring out the best of him, right? Like he, he was just, he was kind of moving it both ways. He was going high. He was going low. I just thought it was it was brilliant to watch and uh, just a lot of fun. I, I I didn't have high expectations for him going in just because some of his match play stuff in in the past. I mean, going to Paris last year, he went over uh, the captain stuff. I thought would take away from it, but he was unbelievable. And now I just don't know. I don't think he can sit himself, right? Like hmm. I, I I went in thinking like he should play max three times, and now I don't I don't think you can do that. Yeah, we're going to save that for later because I I tend to agree with you when we talk about what's going to come out in the next couple of days. I think another bright spot out of this, though, Kyle, is if you want to call it a bright spot, is Justin Thomas did not play well. And Tiger absolutely, to Mark's point, absolutely carried him around the course. But I think the the upside of that is you still have arguably, you know, the best, if not one of the best, if not the best players on the face of the earth uh, who did not play well. You go out and win four to three and the U.S. team still kind of has JT in the back pocket knowing he could come alive and be that guy at any moment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, JT said it after the round. He he basically said, Tiger dragged me across the finish line. He didn't use those words. I used those for him. <laughs> but that's essentially what he said, and that's essentially what happened. I think JT had – I think he only had one birdie, maybe two, and uh, he basically just turned it over to Tiger who put it away. Yeah. That that was really the, the the lone bright spot for the American squad. The, the, <laughs> believe it or not, we're gonna it's gonna be all the internationals from here on out. So the second match out, uh, Sung J M and Adam Hadwin. This one did uh, go a little bit longer. Uh, I, they played all 18 over uh, a one-up win over Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. Uh, this is the you know the unofficial Sung J M podcast. So when he goes uh, eagle birdie out of the gate, I was you know sprinting around the house banging pots and pans and everything that could possibly be going on. Um, but, but Mark, I, I think this, this pairing right here, Cantley Xander, um, you know, I, I didn't see a whole lot out of them. This was kind of one of those low energy ones. They, they seem to have a lot of difficulty uh, reading the speeds of the greens. It, it just seems like a, an uphill battle. And this is such a key team for the Americans if they want to find success in Australia this week. It really is. And for the internationals, Rick, this was a bonus. Um, you know, yeah. I, in my opinion, Cantlay and Shuffley was probably the strongest combination that Captain Tiger Woods put out with respect to Tiger Woods. Uh, even, you know, Gary Woodland and Dustin Johnson. D DJ was a bit of a wild card given 
that he hadn't played in a while with a knee surgery. Um, so you look at Cantley and Shuffley and you're like, whoa, you can beat them and that is a bonus. And that's kind of the thing that the internationals put in their pocket because that's the giant pairing. But for me, as you look at those two personalities, Cantley says nary a word on the golf course. Xander barely speaks more than him. They're two sort of, they, you say low energy, that's sort of who they are. Yeah. So when things are going wrong, it's not like you've got JT spanking you on your rear end saying, let's go, or Patrick Reed shouting, come on, or whatever. They just don't do that. And so that was an odd combination for me um, from the emotional point of view. Now, from pure playing, absolutely. But you guys know me. Carl's the strokes gain guy. I'm going to talk to you more about the emotions of the thing. And in this deal, you can throw statistics out of the window. And then you take Royal Melbourne with crosswinds and firm conditions. You can toss statistics out of the window. It's about grit, guts, emotion, all of the above. And, and this combination to me is attractive as what they looked. They just didn't have that X factor, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they, they really didn't. And, and Kyle, I mean, to, to Mark's, uh, skill set, uh, discussion, Adam Hadwin did what, what was asked of him. He rolled in the putts when they needed to. There was a couple of like 10 footers for par to tie holes and things like that, that in match play become so critical. And he, he played a, a key role in that. Sung Jay did Sung God type things. And, and Patrick, and Patrick and Xander just couldn't. <laughs> Couldn't really get it going. I mean, what do you, what do you think about this one? Cause this, they were, uh, the American side was a significant favorite on, on this match. Well, Sungjae chips in on the first and you're like, well, he might, I mean, he might shoot like a 47 or something. <laughs> I, who knows what's going to happen possible. here. Here, here's a, here's a take. I, I, I was just thinking about this. I, I, th- I think the U.S. team misses Jordan Speeth. Uh, yeah. Come on. How about are that? You, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. I just got. I just got choked up. I'm, I'm like weeping over here over my guy. Uh, I got something in my throat. No, here, here's, here's why I say that. Like I, I watch these pairings and I watch Cantlay and Xander and I watch Finau and Bryson and I watch Webb and Reed and I'm like, there's just no like authenticity in, in their excitement, hmm. you know? And, and I think with JT there is, that's a real thing. And there's just, I, there's just nothing there. Like there's nothing going on. I, and, and I don't know, look, you don't have to be like Ray Lewis coming out of the tunnel to win a match at a, at a president's cup. I, I don't think that, but I, I just, I don't know. And, and usually I, I think that about the international team. And so maybe it's just a, a, a matter of them. Maybe you just act more fired up when you're playing better. I, I, maybe, maybe it's as simple as that, but I, I, I think. The U.S. misses a little bit of that fire from somebody like Spieth. And I don't know. I don't know if they got these pairings right. They're just you, – you put some kind of low-energy guys with other low-energy guys, and it just – it didn't work out. You are trying to artificially inflate the price of Jordan Spieth stock, sir. <laughs> I hate these comments. It feels like an SEC violation, <laughs> but I don't know. If, I don't know if it actually is. I, I do think it is interesting because, um, I, you know, I mentioned low energy earlier, and just like that was kind of the theme for the U.S. team. You know, and, and some of these guys barely have a pulse, right? Like Gary Woodland, Dustin Johnson, they barely have a pulse anyway. Same with same with some of these guys. <laughs> and, and I thought I thought Patrick Reed. And that's a compliment on the golf course, right? But I, I thought Patrick Reed, whether it is with the cloud that was a little bit hanging over him this week, I thought he was a little bit more mellow than usual until like the 16th hole. I think he buried a birdie putt to win the, to win that one. But like, I, I did just feel like to, to your, it, it's not Jordan Spieth, but like, I did feel that this U.S. team needed a little, a little kick in the butt and, uh, they're gonna have to find it somewhere, Kyle, because they're in big trouble here. 
Yeah, they are. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated. I know we're, we're going to talk about this later as they come out, but I'm fascinated to see what the pairings are because, yeah. you know, it's one thing to go down 4-1 on day one and you're like, okay, well, we got 25 points that are still out there. But if you're down like 8-2 or 7-3 after day two, that's a little, that, that gets, that gets pretty <laughs> dicey. So uh, I'm really intrigued by, uh, even more so by the day two parents than I was day one. Me Rick, too. Yes, Rick, sir. Uh, I, I, to, to the energy thing, you know, I was just thinking, listening to Kyle there, and and, and I will tell you this, in, in the team environments I've been involved in and when I've worked with players in this sort of an environment, it, it's really easy to be G'd up and jacked up and all emotional and shouting and screaming when you're winning. <laughs> now, when you look at the board and you see a bunch of uh, your opponents drilling folks, you know, it, it will seem to Carl's point a little, you know, inauth- unauthentic because yeah. you're like, we got to, we got to get something going. We've got to contrive something now. Yeah. And so used to seeing this American team just dominate. Uh, they were in a place today where they haven't been before. And, and in the Ryder Cup, they got spanked a bit and you didn't see any energy there either. So it's hard to, to make something happen. And that's where the pairings are crucial. But you know, the message from Captain Woods and company should be, Hey guys. That's one session down. There's a lot of golf. There's Super Saturday ahead. There are a lot of points on offer. Just go and hit shots. And when we get the ascendancy, because there will be a run, let's make sure we double down on the emotion then. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And there's there is for good or bad, there is plenty of golf left to be played out there, and and they will find a run at some point. Uh, but it was not in match three, which was Benny on Adam Scott winning two and one over Tony Finau and Bryson DeChambeau. Mark, we'll we'll stay right here with you. Uh, I mean, I love Adam Scott. Benny on being uh, added to this team late, replacing Jason Day. We felt that that was probably an upgrade to the team on the golf course, you know, to be determined off of the golf course. But uh, Adam Scott did exactly what we would have expected out of a now nine-time President's Cup member, uh, take a young guy under his wing and and lead them to victory. And he did it very well under a lot of pressure. He spoke about the pressure of playing in front of the Australians at home. He had a low sniping hook off the first and, and Ben carried him early, which I think was good for Ben because it loosened him up. And he showed him that this majestic Adam Scott, who, uh, who looks like the golf swing fell straight out of heaven, even misses shots under pressure. So it, it was just a very sound performance from a couple there in the middle of the lineup who I thought was Captain Ernie Ellis's um, real lineup, and I'm with you. Respect to Jason Day. Ben Arn on this team is a good deal for the internationals. Yeah, for for sure, Kyle. You know, Bryson and Bryson and Tony. I don't know. They played okay. Uh, they hit a couple of shots. Tony made a couple of putts when it mattered, but it just never really felt like they were in this thing. Yeah, same type deal. I, I just it didn't. It never clicked with me, and and, and again, I, I thought I think Mark makes a really good point about the authenticity of celebrating when you when you, yeah. you you lead for two holes over the last four matches. I, I think that has a ton to do with it, but it just it I, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought Adam Scott was really good on the front nine. I think he had three birdies by himself. And look, I I can't get enough of the the Scott Ben on uh you know ball striking just fiesta. I mean, it's just it's it's awesome to watch, and they were really good, and and certainly a lot better than Fina and Bryson on on Thursday. 
Yeah, according to Vegas, this this was the match. Uh, I believe it was even money. So this was the the only match that the uh, international team was not an underdog in. So this was kind of the one that we had penciled in could easily go to the international side, and they do capture it. Uh, so that was their second point. Uh, the ma- match number four. <laughs> this is the one uh, with C- C- on. <laughs> Breadman. Yeah, CT Pan and Hideki Matsuyama win one up over Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson. Uh, yeah, this is where, you know, we've spent a lot of time and I, I have too being like CT Pan, like he's ranked whatever, 60 whatever in the world and, uh, doesn't bring all that much to this team. But, uh, yeah, Mark, I mean, you, you mentioned it and we talked about it kind of off air a little bit. Uh, he played really, really well. He hit some shots and in, in a match play situation like this, you know, just stuffing one to, you don't, not you don't have to stuff it to two feet, right? Getting one to 12 feet, getting one to 10 feet, just to put that extra pressure on. Every time I, I saw CT Penn hit, I felt like he was just hitting a ball to 10 or 12 feet and giving his team a chance. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and if, uh, I, I'm not gloating at all over here. Just <laughs> Go ahead. You can preface. do it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you know, I'd mentioned that, look, he's what, ranked mid sixties in the world. Yeah. You're no scrub if you're inside the top 100. Okay, let, let's just get that one down. Now, granted, if you're comparing yourself to a top 10 player, but remember, this is 18 holes on a golf course that suits his game. He flies the thing down, they're crosswinds, it's firm underfoot. When you're bringing the ball in on a lower trajectory, you can pretty well guarantee and you can know what the first bounce does if you're playing at the front of the greens like Royal Melbourne asks you to. So that's playing into his, his, his wheelhouse, if you will. He's won at the RBC Heritage, which is a place where it's single file, but not just hitting it in the fairway, on the correct side of the fairway to open up those tiny greens. Same thing as Royal Melbourne. Oh, and then he's playing against, playing alongside a decky. I mean, this this stuff, if there was a, a, a rookie campaign for someone that was drawn up in heaven, he has the game that is, matches up perfectly for this golf course. And then he's got a decky by his side, which is comfortable, Man, I, I wouldn't be surprised if those two now, after watching them play together, because I thought he would, he might get a run with Ha Tong Lee. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they stay together. Yeah, it, it it was it was it was a great match. I mean, I, I really liked watching this one. Uh, Kyle Hideki made a couple of putts, which we <laughs> don't always uh, see him do. But the, I think the real story here is also the the Patrick Reed Webb Simpson side of this. I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, and I don't know if it's if it's the I don't I don't want to call it a black cloud that's kind of been over Patrick Reed with the questions about the Hero World Challenge and the issue that he had there. But I just felt like it took him 16 holes to to drop a, like that first fist pump and to really get going but these guys just um they they didn't have much out there yeah the read thing was weird even from the from the first uh tee box he didn't like he sort of got heckled but not really and so there was nothing to like lean into i mean i i fully expected him to kind of just go full you know Mm, that's um, interesting scotland patrick reed and he and he and he didn't and i think a lot of it was just i I didn't think the crowd was great. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't the atmosphere that you want at an event like this. And so it, it just, the whole thing, I think he was expecting that atmosphere and didn't get it. And the whole thing just fell a little flat. And I, you know, Webb wasn't, I didn't, I didn't think Webb was great. Um, yeah. Reed closed, but Hideki closed harder. Hideki made five or six birdies. And I think he had one, two, two in his last four holes. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was it was an impressive. I mean, look, Breadman, CT Pan was great, 
and then and then Hideki closes and uh yeah, just another one for the internationals. It was kind of incredible. Yeah, I thought I thought there was a chance that um the Americans could have just like stole this one at the end, you know, but it, not not to be, which then brings us to match 5, which is the buzzsaw. Uh I this this was actually the first one I think this was the first one that ended, even though it was either the first or second one that ended, even though it went out last, uh, because Louis Ustase in an Abraham answer, uh, won four and three over Gary Woodland and Dustin Johnson. We've kind of uh, alluded to energy and all that stuff, but this, Mark, this was, this was the buzzsaw. Louis, who's awesome at match play, uh, continued to do his thing. Abraham answer looks like he sold his soul to the devil. I mean, these guys, uh, like, they could do no wrong out there. It was actually a lot of fun to watch. Well, there's a high level of comfortability here. I mean, the, the, the telling thing to me was the picture that someone put on Twitter where you've taken the photo of the two teams alongside the cup on the first tee and you got DJ and Gary Woodland who are like giants and they're these manly men. And then you got little Louie and then <laughs> little Abe Answer. And you look at these two guys and some guy quipped, he's like, this looks like the international Wi-Fi symbol because it was getting bigger on the <laughs> And, and, and it was just, again, it's a situation where golf's played on grass, and, and they're both comfortable in Australia. Answer has won the Australian Open on a similar style golf course. Worst has been playing beautifully this entire fall, played well last week at the Australian Open. So they just ham and egg, egg really well, and, and it's, that is a, a stout combination in four balls. Yeah, so so Kyle, to to that point, I mean, Gary Woodland and Dustin Johnson, they look like heavyweights. They played a little bit like featherweights today. Uh, Gary Woodland, uh, we will talk about uh, his situation for tomorrow because he is going to roll back out there, but he he just missed so many putts. Just could they? I don't I don't think he made a single birdie uh, the entire day. Just another story of of the U.S. side not being able to hit the putt and not being able to get anything going. Yeah, I thought DJ and Woodland, uh, their story was the story of the American side because they made three birdies total in how many holes did they play? Uh, 15. 15. Yeah, so they made three birdies in 30, 30 runs at it. That's not good. <laughs> no. And one of the birdies was a botched, like, five-footer for Eagle to win a hole. Oh, my God. Yeah, On the hole that DJ drove, right? Yeah. <laughs> DJ yeah. drives the green 330 yards, has five feet for Eagle, and, and lips it out right side. I mean, it was, it was, it was like, it was just, it, I, I thought their round was just so emblematic of, of the Americans throughout the day. They just, there's just nothing there. And I don't know, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a jet lag thing. I don't know if it's a putting thing. I, I don't know what was going on, but other than Tiger and JT, they're just, there was no juice on the American side, and and uh, you know you can't have look you can't have two of the last three U.S. Open winners go out and make three birdies. They almost have more U.S. Opens over the last four years than they had birdies on on <laughs> Thursday, and expect to and expect to win the day. It's just not going to happen. You know, you yeah. know, you know what, guys? With this, you know, people toss around the term rust, and no one can really define it. But I'll tell you what it is, and you guys cover cover other sports. There's a difference between reps in practice. Or as Tiger say, he's lifting, you know, his regular weights. There's a difference to that stuff and then playing under the heat of it all and representing your country. And, and when you're doing that, your hands just feel different on the golf club, especially over a five footer that's sliding and fast. And then there's crosswind. You know, when you're under, when you've been there for a while, you're a bit more comfortable. You're not comfortable yet, but you're a bit more. And so there's a lot to be said, especially 
on a golf course where the margins are just so sharp, like in Augusta National. If you haven't, if you don't have some running form coming in there, it's going to be a really tough, uh, tough road to hope. Yeah, so that's that's day one. Uh, I, I do think how these pairings come down for day two uh, is going to tell us a lot. So we, ha- we have them. We'll go through them on the other side. But quick, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. All right, boys, we're back. So we've got the pairings for day two. It's foursome, so it's alternate shot, and these are hot off the presses. I mean, these are being filled out as we were recording. So I'll I'll just drop these on you because we're getting our first look at them right now. And the international squad, whatever Ernie's uh, strategy is, involves breaking up the guys that he just got him all the points, believe it or not, because he has gone with the big boys in match one, Louis and Adam Scott together. Uh, they're going to go up against Dustin Johnson and Matt Kuchar. So Kuchar is going to get his first action here. So we don't have to talk about all of these individually, but I, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Mark, are you surprised to see uh, that not a single uh, pairing from today on the international side is going to be the same for tomorrow? Uh, not really, because they're different styles of games. You know, alternate shot, you try and pair guys together who play similar games. So you're used to, you know, hitting from a similar distance. You're also used to playing a similar golf ball used to seeing different flights and such and and Adam and Louie everyone kind of knew they were going to be together in alternate shot and as I as I look down the list of internationals you know a lot of this makes sense for for me the thing that's telling is the two guys that were being seated again I thought how Tong Lee would get a little action he'll yeah. seated for the second day in a row and CT Pan who had a big day today and I'm sure is absolutely jam-packed on confidence He's on the bench, but you know, this is a team effort. So I'm not su- that surprised at, at the combinations. I think Adam and Louis are sharp. Uh, Joaquin and Adam Hadwin, they're going to be good together. I like the Hideki Ben An combination. And then to close it out there, Cam Smith and Sung JM. Whoa. Mm. That's going to be a fun one to watch those two. Yeah. So let me run through these real quick. Um, so, so as I mentioned, Louis and Adam Scott versus DJ and Matt Kuchar, Adam Hadwin and Joaquin Neiman against Xander and Cantlay. So those two going back out again. Uh, Mark Leishman, Abraham Answer versus Webb Simpson and Patrick Reed, Benny On and Hideki versus Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods, and then Sungjae and Cam Smith versus Gary Woodland and Ricky Fowler. So that leaves out CT Pan and Hao Tong Lee from the international side and the, uh, the pairing, Tony Finau and Bryson DeChambeau both are catching the bench 
in round two. Kyle, I, I was excited to see these pairings because I, I was trying to decide what level of panic the U.S. team was going to be at. Like if they blew everything up and, and went with all new partners, I would say that's a big time panic. Doesn't look like they've done that. Uh, JT and Tiger going back out. Webb and Patrick Reed going back out. Xander and Cantlay going back out. Um, doesn't look like panic from the U.S. side. No, it, ne- neither side, both sides, it seems like are, are sticking with their strategy because the U.S. team got just pasted on in on day one and they're going with the same guys and the internationals won big and they're going with completely different guys so they're both clearly sticking with whatever strategy they have in mind i don't know man the the i just i look at the u.s side and i'm like is what what am i excited about this like is (laughs) is there a lot to be excited about here i don't i don't know the the Cantlay Xander thing, it, to me, it didn't work at all. Maybe, maybe alternate shots different. The Reed Webb thing didn't work at all. Um, I mean, Tiger and JT, obviously, I, I don't know. I, I would love to see, and I, I said this beforehand a couple of days ago. I'd love to see Tiger. I would, I, I would, I would love to switch Tiger and Ricky, and go Tiger with Woodland and and Ricky with JT. Um, you like that, Mark? You like that one too? Uh, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the gospel, according to Kyle. I mean, hey, I am so on board with that call over there. And, and I, I'd almost go further. I'd love to see Reed and Cantley and perhaps Xander yeah. and you flip those two around. But what yeah. are I'm just a podcast dude. Uh, I feel the same way. I was very wrong about Ernie. I, I don't know. I, I think the the U.S. has the luxury of almost any combination they want because they're so deep and they're so good. I I maybe the wound is too fresh after just watching these guys kind of get their butts kicked just just a, a few minutes ago. That when I'm looking back at these rosters, I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're gonna run it back and 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 get their butts kicked again. Like <laughs> this is a little this is a little scary. Um, but we'll we'll here's what we'll do. Um, which one of these matches, gentlemen, uh, for any reason, are you most interested in watching? Um, I'll go first. I think the, um, oh man, I think the Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods, Benny on Hideki Matsuyama match yeah. is like, I love Benny on and that, those are some big names there. Like that could be a heavyweight bout. What do you yeah, think, that, that, that one's sweet. Um, I, that's probably the one that I would pick as well. Uh, I don't know. I guess I, I I'm interested to see if if uh, Father Abraham can back up his play from uh, day one on day two. So I, I might go Reed Webb and Leishman uh, uh, Abraham answer. Although I don't know, Ustase and Scott is is also mm. delightful. That'll be a just a. I mean, that's like those are like the two best swings in golf. I mean, two two of the top six, four. I don't know, whatever you want to say. Uh, both of those I'm, I'm, uh, intrigued by. That will be a very aesthetically pleasing matchup. And then DJ, who's just going to have that whip action and just bomb one out there every single time. All right, Mark, you can wrap us up here. Uh, which one of these matches or what in general are you looking forward to tomorrow? Well, there's some really enticing looking games here. And, and, and I'm sort of looking through these, these already to prepare for our feature group coverage tomorrow night. And I'm guessing we'll have a decky Ben Owen versus Tiger and JT. That's a good guess. But, but <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew the lottery numbers while I was at it. Um, but the game for me, thinking from the international team's point of view and, and perhaps even the Americans, I, I, I'm very interested in Abraham Anser and Mark Leishman. Leishman didn't play well today. 
He is clearly one of the cogs in Ernie Els' wheel, and he's one of the leaders, and, and he needs to find a little form, and playing alternate shot is awkward. And playing alongside Anser, you're going to play from the fairway a bunch. So I'm keen on seeing that match to see how Leishman plays against a guy. If you knock over Patrick Reed twice, uh, that that is a bit of a blow to the American psyche. So so I'm, I'm keen on watching that one too. Yeah, beautiful. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to let you get some sleep uh, so we can get back at it tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow night uh, recapping day two of this. Uh, for the First Cut Podcast, I'm Rick Gaiman. It's at Rick Run Good. This has been uh, Mark Immelman has joined us at Mark underscore Immelman and at Kyle Porter CBS. Good night, gents. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, find your seat on the uh, Sung JM bandwagon. There's still some available, so love it. we'll be driving it. I can't wait. All right, boys. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.